This is Michael Tidwell. This is Michael B. Casey. And today we have the pleasure of talking to Bitcoin Airlog. Bitcoin Airlog, would you like to say something? I mean, I'll say a few things. Okay, so... My actual name is John Carvalho. I'm with uh, Exotica.tv and Andotica.tv. Would you like to give a little bit of a background about yourself? A background about myself. My Bitcoin background, or what do you want? Sure. How'd you get into Bitcoin? Um, I got into Bitcoin for, uh, because I wanted to use Silk Road, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, that was late 2012. Um, after that, I just you know kept buying. <laughs> so, like, how many times did you use Silk Road successfully? Like, was it? I used it twice. Cool. And then I got too paranoid, and I thought yeah. like I shouldn't do it anymore. Do you think the popularity of Bitcoin is because of drugs? I think it helps. Do you mm. think that's what spurred growth initially with it? Or I, after I, like 2010? In like general, that? I think that um, people really overestimate, or some people like to really overestimate the impact it has on the price. I think speculation. Like Krista Rose? Yeah. I mean, it, it's an important <laughs> well, part. When they close but not just road, him, though. I mean, like, like some people think bit, it's a huge you know? part of it. Some people think that it's like the only like use well, case. When, I remember when they took down Silk Road, and, and it, it did. It was like this massive fear drop for like a day. It was like dropped like 13, 15. Oh, yeah, I remember but that it was day like very well. right back the yeah. next day. It, yeah. it just started coming back up. And then that's so. when it mooned. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think it was proved at that point that, oh, it's not all drugs. You know? It, there are well, other that's things not why you get well I mean, because of like with Willie Bot or whatever the fuck was having at Gox. I still actually I still don't believe Willie Bot. Well, I mean Willie Bot was a thing, but I don't, I don't think it actually had. Mike, the is it is it fair it. to say we know things other people don't? No. Okay. <laughs> all right. I mean, I was just gonna. Right. It sounds like you know something other people. No, don't. we don't. Is yeah. what we just said. Okay. Sure. Well, <laughs> I know some things other people don't. Oh. Well, like, like what? what? A lot of things. Name one. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> so, like, then they'll it's, know. Hey, it's just it's just, just us here, just between us, yeah. just between us, just between us, and our five listeners, and, the, the, yeah. and Ricardo's mom. <laughs> Ricardo's mom. <laughs> no, and then so after I uh, got into Bitcoin, I got into like you know trading and all that stuff, like like a lot of people do. I had a like small Litecoin mining farm back in the day, and you know I just got more and more sucked into the Bitcoin black hole. It's so easy to get sucked in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, so, oh, I actually used to hang out on Whale Club a lot. I used to do like interviews with some like exchange owners and things like that. And then I started blogging and met the BU guys and you know. So I heard you're quite an ad, uh, avid developer. You have a lot of PRs, a lot of pull requests, and a lot of major projects. So, so how yeah. how many different uh, projects do you contribute to now? I mean, as many as I can, really. I consider myself like a very prolific blockchain core developer. Have you submitted any code to private blockchains or permission blockchains? Like, you, uh, I, have a PR yeah, code? I actually have the first uh, merge into Corda. Okay. Wow, I'm, wow. I'm the first Corda contributor. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. you're doing great things. It's a big deal. Space. Would you like yeah. to talk wait, wait, wait. about your PRs? Yeah. Before I my mean, current? <laughs> before anyone. Wow. Yeah. Was, like, the moment they posted it, I was ready to help. That, I mean, you're doing a great job for the great community. Work. Yeah. <laughs> My very first pull request was to try to get um, Monero to change the name to Moonero. Oh, uh, that's where that came from. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> to be, lack to of be text, fair, that was your only. Me. To be fair, that was your only failed PR. Yeah, that's the only attempt. one that didn't get through. That's impressive. And, and Fluffy thinks he's not a dick. <laughs> <laughs> see, uh, I can see why that didn't make it through because I was confused. Is it Moon Arrow, as in a cow, or is it Moon? No, it's arrow. Moon. It's like it's because yeah. I knew that the Moon was coming. Okay. And, and, the, and the Moon. Came. Hey, you want to hear something funny? Uh, moon yeah. Arrow. His, oh, I guess we have cool. all of Fluffy's Moon Arrow. That's a scammer identification card. Yeah. <laughs> you got like three. Oh, he left it here. Oh, yeah. Okay. We can start handing out cards. I wonder if he decentralized his identity as well. I doubt it. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, you know, I just I just like to contribute the you know I edit the readme files. <laughs> so what do you think about the word blockchain? Do you think I'm running a scam in Atlanta? Um, I don't know. You might be scamming yourself. That's deep, dude. No, that's very deep. I mean, that's the <laughs> most likely thing. So this is my thought. I am trying to stay true to the concept of a blockchain, and I've always fought, you know, to make to, mm-hmm. for the definition when someone uses it incorrectly. Um, and people have gotten upset with me for that in Atlanta when yeah. I call out saying that their system actually isn't using a blockchain and they're on stage telling everyone they're using yeah. a blockchain. Well, that's one way you're scamming well, yourself um, is you're, you're inviting a situation no, to, like, going to their people to say wrong yeah. things. So, you know? well, yeah, well, what is your definition of blockchain? Oh, a blockchain. Christ. The blockchain. It's a chain of blocks. It's a chain of blocks. We need a. That needs to be a. The first question we ask anybody. Well, actually, yeah, that's probably a good question to yeah, ask people. Yeah. How do you define a so, blockchain? So, so, yeah. so your official Bitcoin Airlock's official definition of a blockchain is. It's a chain of blocks. Well, and then, there you have it. Yeah, but if that's the case, then actually he like, doesn't have to explain this definition. If he doesn't want to. No, no, but no. But I'm, I'm just saying. I know you're not supposed to use like the name and the definition, but you know. No, no. But I'm just saying. <laughs> well, you split technically, it up, so yeah, yeah. technically, yeah. all those people who don't have a blockchain, they have a chain of blocks. If you, you know, because they can make a chain of blocks. They don't have any cryptography or yeah. hashing. I mean, or, I'll be honest with you. I'm not, <laughs> so I, I am really interested in like getting down to the nitty gritty of like what certain when we might be using terminology incorrectly about certain things, yeah. and, and and but only really when it creates misconceptions. The problem with blockchain right now is that people try to use like the fact that they don't know what it means to scam people you know? yeah so one thing I really like about your boy Chris boy. yeah is he defends the word blockchain hard yeah and and I really appreciate it well, appreciate it, that. Yeah. I, I think it I has mean, a pretty it's a great way meaning. of testing people to see what what they what they really think a blockchain is and maybe somehow extract like how they think they're gonna explain I think it. I think anything but, that isn't a true blockchain in the sense of I mean it has to be prefaced with something you know because yeah. you could say private blockchain I agree but I still bullshit don't like I think we're kind of focused I think as a whole community uh, we focus on that a little bit too much because like there's a definition of a blockchain you can look it up you know mm-hmm. Satoshi defined it that's, that's how Chris well no but it. it's still even that because um, is it defined as proof of work that's a well, valid it's, it's, it's not it's not necessarily it depends there's two there's two main comments in main.h one was a definition of a blockchain that did not include POW and one that actually did talk about proof of work. And Chris's definition comes from both comments, I believe. Yeah. So um, I, I think the, the, other defin- the other comments in the main.h uh, file was, him t- uh, was Satoshi talking about chaining uh, like Merkle, uh, yeah. Merkle hash proofs or whatever. And then Chris but, likes to point out that it was called time chain before that. Yeah. Yeah. And so we can really start trolling people with that. So uh, switching topics a little bit, have you met Royal Tiffany in person? No. No? <laughs> Is she Miami-based? No. She's oh, based, no, no. She's, she's, all she's in Italy. Italy. Oh, I was going to say, she was, she, oh. I thought she was European or something. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah they're, they're, all, they're all in Europe or something now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the main, like... Uh, base of the company of Exotica is in Romania and I'm going to be going out there soon nice. to work with the guys um, and you know some of the girls that are on the show are from studios that the CEO goes and makes deals with and you know they partner with us and so so how, how did how did you get started how did the, it come about um, basically, I had been looking at kind of joining a Bitcoin company, a real Bitcoin company, you know, for a while. And I did due diligence on maybe a few. And I, I just I just didn't want to be part of a scam. And I wanted to find something that had a good fit. And I'm not a programmer. 
um, not you know cryptographer or whatever. So I wanted to join and also be able to contribute and help. So my background is more in marketing and branding related stuff. I also have you know some other experience that I thought that I could apply to help this company. You know, basically business development, product development, stuff like that, project management. What, what, uh, I would like for you to compare yourself against other websites like Cam Girl websites. What um, what makes your special? And try not to. I mean, obviously, you what do makes mine special without talking about Bitcoin. Exactly. Yeah. It, I mean, that's really that, tough. That might, there might not be one, but that's really tough because yeah. it is a big part of it. But mm -hmm. you know, I can save it for last um, because it is it is integral to what we're doing. Um, but what what else is different? Um, we don't rec uh, require information um, from our from our visitors. You know, uh, we don't uh, need an email. You don't, need, you don't need an email address to make an account. You don't need to give us your name and address to be able to deposit with us. Yeah, that is a big deal, I suppose, um, because like a credit card, you know, if you were to go use a, a Cam Girl site and they take your credit card number, first thing you think is they're going to steal your damn here, credit you know, card. About, yeah. It's really hard to separate out the Bitcoin aspect. Yeah, well, yeah. Because you really just ask me what, what the difference is in our features, you know. Uh, so, so here's here's a question about uh, about your site. Do you check out your competition and how they their flow is for their customers? I have I, I have not completed that research, but I do I have begun exhaustive uh, research. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I, sometimes I get interrupted. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, like for instance, if I wanted to uh, pay a girl on a cam girl website, mm -hmm. do I have to make an account yeah. on, on their website yeah, versus yeah. yours? Uh, well, I'll, I'll give you an example, and this is probably I'm going to assume a typical example, but you know I deposited with um, a normal you know cam girl website that wasn't a Bitcoin thing, mm -hmm. and uh, I tip I. To use a credit card to deposit money, and then I went into a room and I tipped the money to a girl. I tipped all of it, and then an hour later, I get an email from them telling me that my charge was rejected. And you know, there's nothing wrong with the card. They just and, and they wouldn't give me a reason, but they wanted my ID mm. in order to now like add my ID to this account. And they already have all my financial information from my credit card transaction, my address, etc. And they uh, actually still play, paid the girl because I knew the girl because she's somebody that also used our website. Um, so I was actually testing. <laughs> um, and uh, they still paid her, so they had some way of mitigating that fraud or that, that risk of fraud. So that wouldn't be handled the same way. On some websites, there might be a chargeback and the girl wouldn't get the money for that payment or you know they would hold her money for a certain amount of time. And There are a lot of like issues that these performers have to deal with with the money. They can't always withdraw right away, which is something our website does allow. Um, they have to have a certain amount before they can withdraw. They have to like make accounts with these like shady payment processors, you know, to be able to get their money to route through of the censorship. Yeah, like like you can't get a banking relationship as easily if you're doing adult stuff. So you how know, do some, you? Some banks won't work with you. Do y'all have a a bank? Uh, no, we're strictly Bitcoin only as a company. Yeah. Like both both for their users and as a company, we only touch and we'll only ever touch Bitcoin. Have you run into any sort of of regulatory issues, or has anybody contacted you? No, that nobody has ever tried to reach out to us about anything. Honestly, um, it's. It, we're pretty low key at the moment. Almost I imagine if we get bigger, we, you know, maybe we'll get some attention. Some attention yeah. But we're but we're also in the process of making sure we've got all our ducks in a row. You know, that's partly what I'm doing to help the company. So, for instance, Bitcoin Uncensored is a little edgy. Obviously, not nudity, but you know, just a little bit edgy with you know, if you consider their language. <laughs> Do you think that Exotica is really going to become popular with non kind of cam girl ideas more like you know just. You know, just I was honestly thinking about that today. I was like, you know, 
we have the separate site. We have Autica that's supposed to be for like you know non-adult content, mm -hmm. and we ha we have a lot of ideas of how to like grow it. But I was thinking, you know, it, it's kind of funny because this does really fit better on Exotica because of them, you know, because they're like shock jock kind of guys, mm -hmm. and, they, and they John Sethel shows jubes. Yeah, and, you know, and we have all these, and because they're on Exotica, they have these like funny little jokes developing where they ask like uh, guests to show their nipples, and yeah. you know, like it, it adds to the whole context of it. Mm -hmm. And I don't mind it, you know. I love that they're on on there, and I don't like wish they were on Autica instead. I think it's just fun. It's you know? almost like it's if they're if they went Autica. Kind of it just wouldn't be the same. And, and so I like the idea of having, I, I would like more content like that on Exotica, like that wasn't necessarily just about, you know, sex. Um, it would be funny to like have like a million dollar extreme or stuff like that. So do you, do you see going forward really maybe Exotica becoming more popular and then you just have a suitable for work version with the same Exotica URL? Or do you think see No, that I think well, they'll easy. actually fork. Right now yeah. they are just clones of each other, mm -hmm. feature-wise, and, and the only difference is that the accounts are separated, but the domain is different. Um, and even the brand is the same, really. Um, and you know that's part of what I'm looking at. I'm looking at how, how we might rebrand, whether we rebrand both, whether to, you know how to like position them with each other. I think, though, to answer your question more specifically, the feature set will diverge. Um, what we'll probably do is develop it as one video platform where there are certain features enabled in one and but, but not the other. So what is your most popular show right now? Is it BU or is it someone else? Um, I would say BU is the most consistent with getting the most uh, users in the room. Mm -hmm. um, we do have like, you know, if the most popular girl and would obviously be Royal Tiffany um, and and then you have them. Uh, the most we ever had in a room was this uh, girl named Sexy Saffron, and she has been in Bitcoin for a while, actually. Yeah, she has. I've seen her around, yeah. Mm -hmm. She was uh, selling uh, the fetish videos. Well, she right has, there. like, a personal... She kind of, like, has her own personal brand, and she has her mm -hmm. own website, and she has me she sells membership there, you know? But, um, but she started doing I, exotic... I had, I had known her a little bit from back in like when she was in like RC and like Bitcoin like three years ago and like talking to people. So do you remember the girl, the gal Foxy? Remember her? Yeah, that was a long time ago. She, cause she did Girls Gone Bitcoin originally. Oh yeah. That was, that was yeah. the first thing like this that I remember seeing. Yeah. I didn't know any, there was anything. So there was a time I reached out to her and asked her if she wanted to do like a free show for us because she, she has like these Saturday free shows she does and she brought a lot of people. She brought I think like 200 people that day and that was the most, more than 200 and it actually helped us stress test the system and we were able to make some, like fix some bugs and shit. Nice. Yeah. What's, what's the hardest part about uh, running a site like this? What's what's the, your biggest challenge or the biggest challenge you've already overcome? Do you want to talk about that I a mean, bit? a real challenge, like really the hardest thing about it is that you have this kind of like this kind of like continuous problem where you have you need to have you know a substantial amount of content that's always there and because the, if the viewer comes to your website they want to make sure that there's something they want to watch and they want variety too but the girls also need the same thing of the viewers they need enough quantity of viewers that are willing to watch that kind of girl to waste their time even providing so the how content. do you handle scheduling you know for, for that I mean and, and do you compensate them just for hours work or is no it we do not we do not pay anybody um, yeah. you know the only way that we would negotiate or we you know even this is going to change that we we have negotiated would be like if somebody was like doing well and they wanted more of a percentage and they could justify it because you know, they bring we, in we, more we'll yeah. talk to them but we, we you know we're a small company and there's a few amount of people it's not difficult but we'll that'll, that'll be changing into like we're going to have like a leveling system with like gamification aspects yeah. and things like that yeah is it mainly word of mouth how uh 
how, how you advertise or how, how do you advertise? Um, mainly through, right, you know, in the past, again, I'm, I'm new and, and I have plans for how we may, you know, flesh out more advertising uh, strategies, but mainly it's through affiliate marketing. Um, I would, there's actually one affiliate that has like contributed, you know, something like 60% of our view of our registrations. Are you allowed to say who that is? I don't know if he would want me to. Okay. I don't think he would care, but it's, okay. it's, it's not important, cool. you know. Is there, do you have any other things coming down the pike or the pipeline that you're, I mean, any other project? Yeah, you're, you're asking about scheduling. So for one example, one thing, for example, oh, I was talking about the circular problem. Let me get back to that. So, you know, you have like, you need to have enough content, but it's hard to have enough content without enough viewers to mm -hmm. pay for that content. Chicken and, and egg. That. Yeah. And then also the same thing now extends to advertising. You know, if you, how do you make sure you're advertising something, you know, and getting a viewer there and then there's no content. So do you have, so you have any have advertising have on Exotica or is it all... 100%. On Exotica? No, we don't We don't have any advertising there. Um, I don't know that we ever will. I would prefer to, to never do it, but it's not something we, even, well, we don't even talk it's about. It's nice it. to not be able, yeah. you know, not have to, be forced to. But so, yeah. like, two major features we have coming. One that helps with this, like, I think will help with this, this kind of problem of getting enough content, the scheduling thing you're talking about, um, is we're going to have, like, an event ticket feature where basically you can schedule a show, you know, and say on this day and this time, this, you, the only way you're going to get in this channel and to watch the show is if you've already prepaid, mm. and so people can prepay with with, with Bitcoin to get, to get you, a ticket, and we can we like can actually organize something. of the show as well. I mean, because well, what it's if you pay per view. Miss it? It's it's, well, yeah, it's, it's like it's like yeah. a pay per view it's exactly HBO uh, yes. fight. Yes, exactly. And and we've already <laughs> we don't have the feature yet, but we've already done yeah. this in the past. Where like on Halloween we set up like a, a triple header where we had you know three different girls in, like in three different Halloween themes, and one one went after another, on, <laughs> and they each went on their own channel. And two of them even uh, streamed at the same time, and they had like picture in picture of each other's stream. You know, we're adding this event ticket feature, like you said, it's kind of like pay per view. Um, but it'll, it gives us the ability to like know when we should have advertising in place to promote something before it happens, to know to make sure we schedule these girls to so all know they're going to be there on that night. So it's a much more incremental way to grow the site and, and much more uh, interesting for the viewer to have like this kind of special event aspect. And there's no pressure, you know, if they want to tip. While the show's happening, great, but it's already been paid for for the most part. You know? um, and then we're adding uh, privates, which is something that a lot of camera websites have, but we have yet to implement. And that's something like a lot of people have been wanting, and especially the studios would really like us to be able to have the ability to, get to do private sessions. How much money is to be made with private versus public viewing of girls? I mean, from the way that the studios behave, it's we're only the way to make money. So that's how mm -hmm. most websites make their, or that's how most girls. Well, and this most whole sites like social tipping and this whole social camming thing is a relatively new like evolution of the industry. Before it really started out with with privates, and it was all about getting a guy in a room, charging him by the minute, and getting him to stay there as long as possible. Um, so I, I remember when the site launched, I checked it out, and I thought it was very interesting because it had like thresholding. And, you know, it was when, because everybody could throw in a little bit and you would, you know, be like right, fundraising. Like a, they have the ability to set yeah, up a goal. It's like a, it's like a mini Kickstarter. Like, yeah. yeah like, like a mini they'll, Kickstarter. They'll put a goal. Like, you know, like Tiffany will do Royal Show. And, like, when somebody fills the goal, she does, like, her whole thing. And so you, anybody can contribute to that goal. And, and I think eventually we'll even have, so like, we'll even have sub goals and stuff like, like that. So, like, at a quarter, they can be a goal, too, and, and other, other features. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting model. Uh, so one question I had is like, what is the most like out there left field thing that you did not expect when you got into this that you know you like I I, I had no idea this would be an issue. 
a, a problem or just something uh, I didn't expect? Just anything, you know? So um, something that surprised you about the industry. What's, what's one of your biggest takeaways, I guess? I think that one thing I learned is that, like, a lot of people have a lot of misplaced judgment about what these girls do. I mean, it's not all girls, but, you know, we, we don't really have many guys that try to use say, and, and generally in the industry, it, they don't make that much money. Um, but that... They really want to be very judgmental of what these girls do, how they make money, and like that they represent some kind of bad side of society. But then what I really got to learn was that like a lot of these girls are there like they're providing something that some guys can't get anywhere else. Or you know, these guys that are like stuck at home all the time or like in a shitty situation and they're able to like get a little bit of love, you know what I mean? And there's a girlfriend experience aspect to it for some people. Um, it's not the healthiest thing maybe, but it it is there, and it, you know it's it does provide a service. It's it's not just like taboo, dirty thing to hate. You know. Uh, speaking of which, family members that know that you're doing this, or girlfriend that knows that you're doing this, whoever it might be, um, is that something that they are uncomfortable with, or that they don't like, or do you just or does, or just just no one knows about it? Do you keep it well, a secret? I don't know. I kind of have this thing that I do like when I first talk to somebody, or they ask me what I do, family or not. Um, I kind of have a way of just like assessing whether I think they can handle it, and that's if, a, and it that's decent. Okay. And if they can't, and if I think they're gonna like get uncomfortable uncomfortable about it, I'll just tell them that I do like I have a video streaming company, you know, and I'll leave it broad. If they get and if they start, I, I won't lie, you know. If it starts getting specific, I will tell them exactly. But and some people I just say, hey, I got a cam girl website that I'm you know helping out, and I just and then they're like, wow, you're rich. I I don't think when I tell people you know most people don't have a problem with it and you actually would be really surprised how many people have something like to to like identify with about it like they know a cam girl I've even had a woman you know I, I told her what I did and she like pulled out her phone and she like didn't even say anything after I told her and she just pulled out her phone and showed me all these like nude pictures of her like bending over so you're saying if you have a cam girl website Random women will show you naked photos of them on the, on yep. the street. Yeah. I mean, I had a Bitcoin girl telling me she wants to be a cam girl recruiter. I mean, there, there's, there's, all, there's people, people don't understand, like, the sexuality side of humans, and, like, they hide it. But, like, there's, all, there's a whole spectrum there. Yeah. So, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, compensation for the girls and how much your cut is, or is that kind of private? Or? It's not private okay. um, because it's also going to be like baked into the gamification aspects mm-hmm. as well. So you know everybody starts at fifty. Um, we 50%. take fifty so percent. Yeah, yeah, we take fifty percent. They get fifty percent. They can immediately withdraw anything they tip. Now, uh, now is that typical, or what? What are they? Yeah, it's it's relatively typical. You know, and we're gonna have the same thing. But a lot of the campsites have sort of like a, a way of measuring your hotness, like not how good you look, but how Traffic how, how popular you are. And which and is ultimately uh, indirect. And you can really scale your <laughs> yeah. Well, it's actually it's actual performance. Yeah, though, you excitement. Know? Yeah, whatever. And they'll, they can scale the percentage really high for a short term. Like if you get a lot of people tipping really big, you can get a big cut as a performer. But it'll it'll decay, you know. Yeah. Interesting. Is that kind of baked into your, some algorithm, or is that always? Yeah, how, how is that does always it requ- decay? Is that always like requesting, and then how how do you uh, 
how do you every so often recalculate uh, their percentage or whatever? I mean, we don't do it yet, so I don't have. Well, I, I I can't tell you how we're going to do it because we haven't designed it. Currently, yet. do they but, start off with a level of zero and it just progresses throughout the show or whatever until they sign off? Or? Well, we, like I said, we don't we don't have any kind of dynamic aspect to it. Oh, yet. I know. I'm yeah, not talking about but, the dynamic. I'm just talking about the the tip volume, or do they reset it periodically throughout, or how, I how mean, do they handle that? They have a lot of control as to how they do that, but the kind of etiquette of of doing it would be. You can set a goal, and and if if it looks like you know you're going to be able to get that goal filled that night, it would be really shitty of you to just sign off, and then you might get used as complaint. And 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 before I came to the company, I heard that may have happened times in the past, and you know you just have to figure out how to handle it. But um, generally, it's acceptable that once you sign off for the night, it's okay to reset that goal because you know you do have to get paid for your time. And even if the people couldn't fill the whole goal, you know it's not that you didn't. Not that you did nothing. You know, these people are interacting with the chat. and So what kind of feedback do you get from users? Like, I actually took the time to, as part of, like, preparing for, like, when I'm, go I'm going out to Romania and we kind of have this whole, like, strategic plan that I've been working on. And I broke it down to all these, like, different projects and different tasks and features and everything to do with the product that we could possibly need to do. Um, and part of that process was actually where I, I interviewed and asked and solicited feedback from, you know, the more uh, regular users. Um, so generally, they, 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 have, they have very specific requests. Like, there's a certain thing that bugs them about how the site works. Or, you know, there's a certain thing that bugs them about this one, you know, type of user and how they behave and they would like to see ways of mitigating it. So so right now it's kind of, it seems like manual, probably in the future you're going to have automatic algorithms that calculate percentages that they can withdraw and whatnot, but before uh, someone withdraws, do they first send you a message asking for a bigger percent? How does that work currently? Well, like. In general, that, in, in, in yeah. practice, everybody is getting 50% and, and there's no interaction at all. It's okay. that as soon as they get a tip, they, they received 50% of what that person tipped. So it's just, and they can uh, so out okay, the, okay, okay. So they're yeah. not actually getting tipped 100% and then seeing that 50 they get They only get 50% at the... Yeah, they can not they, they can only withdraw their code. <coughs> so, yeah. okay, just getting into it a little bit more, because I know, I know the tips are on the smaller side most of the time. They, they add up cumulatively, but I, I take it... Uh, so, so how much occurs on chain versus off? I mean, because we're cause we're a centralized entity. You know, we we have a hot wallet that we keep a certain small percentage of the full deposits held in, um, and. Everything it would be everything stupid is, to pay fees. Yeah. yeah. You, actually, as a user, you can't actually withdraw. Right. Only the performers can withdraw. John, have you thought about using a private blockchain on your infrastructure side for security? No, but we are we are Segway enabled, <laughs> and we do plan on implementing Lightning Network side Lightning Network channels. Uh, yeah. Well, well that's cool. But let, let's talk about hacking. Are you afraid of being hacked? Have you? already been hacked and what what do you do to mitigate risk we haven't been hacked and the way we mitigate risk is that we have basically a cold wallet it's a multi-signature cold wallet and i'm not part of that yet but we're going to be once i get to romania we're going to set up another one um and we keep a very small amount in the in the hot wallet you know if we get hacked all we're going to lose is maybe I think it's something like five percent of our deposits. Um, might even be less. It's, it might even actually be a, a Bitcoin what total. What is what is five percent of one billion dollars, Mike? Yeah, I don't know. 
We'll lose like five percent of our deposits. Don't do math on the air, you guys. Need to know this. <laughs> no, I, 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 as a rule, I don't do math without a calculator in my. You know, I just don't do it in my. We app. would do. We would lose five percent deposits in everybody's usernames and hashed passwords. Like that's what we would lose. You know, like you're not going to get your information. You know, your identity stolen. You know, you're not any amount of Bitcoin that we lost. You know, the founders could easily recoup if we needed to. You know, or we recoup it from profits, whatever. Um, it's not an issue. Uh, any more questions? I'm done. No, I, 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 I thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. It's uh, been pretty informative. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool when you have someone doing something like this that maybe, you know, people don't really know about. They, it's definitely like, you, like you, a you unique hit on... experience. I mean, you know, run, running something. Yeah, is, it's been very, I, I've never been involved in this industry before, so it's all new to me. So it's not just like doing something that's cool in a Bitcoin context, but I'm also getting to learn about a whole entire industry I didn't know anything about before. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's actually cool that you're actually taking Bitcoin and bringing it to something yeah. that could I think actually it's a use case. You know, I think that Bitcoiners need a centralized it. service provider to do this for them. Well, and, and you know, like, it's just a better way of doing porn. And if, you know? if we if we it, enable just be this microtransactions way. down the road, then yeah, I mean, I could see this as a very good use case for, for you know, large scale. I mean, it could could end up being a very big industry. Bitcoin Airlog, where they where can people find out more information about you? If you want to find out more about me, I have a blog, BitcoinAirlog.com. I'm Bitcoin Airlog on Twitter and wherever the hell else. I'm on I'm in the Coin Dojo and Telegram, and the company website is off obviously Exotica.tv. That's X O T I K A. TV. Okay, thank you for Thanks. being on. Thanks a lot.